Oren more than ever now wanted to get back home to his friends. He wanted to ask Sophia and Kai if these really were those lady pirates he'd met. And if it said that they were stranded and needed help, what were they to do? How could they help them? But Oren was still in Spain, and he had all of Christmas Day to get through before he was going to go home. He felt impatient, but he knew that it wouldn't be long. Far away in Scotland, Kai and Jan woke up with absolute bursting excitement. It was Christmas Day. It wasn't light out yet, and they knew that if they just got up in the middle of the night and started the excitement too early, that they would get into trouble. But they were very excited when they heard movement in their cousins, Rowan and Elva's room. There was the shuffling of feet, excited whispering and shushing from their parents. They knew it wouldn't be long. Oh, the excitement of Christmas Day! Soon there was more clunking and more people moving around and then they knew it was time. Everyone, the cousins, the aunties, the uncles, even Momo and Small, they all squeezed into Lisbeth's room and all squished onto the big double bed. Then one at a time, they all got to take something out of their stockings and open it for everyone to see. After stockings it was breakfast, a big, joyous, happy meal with everybody there. Afterwards, the children were hopping in anticipation, for they had to wait for all the grown-ups to finish the washing and drying and putting away of the dishes, the wiping of the table and the sweeping of the floor, and they just wanted to open their presents. But finally, every dish was back in its place. There was a clean floor and clean table, and they could all pile into the sitting room. Jan loved to help, and he asked if he could hand out the presents. He began to hand them out, and the family began to unwrap their presents one at a time. Some of the cousins took the paper off quickly with excitement, and others liked to hold it in their hands, to feel it, to guess what the present inside might be. Any salvageable wrapping paper was passed to Small, and Small would fold it neatly and put it in a big bag, ready for another year. The day was filled with such merriment, So much excitement. The cousins loved being together. There was something special about cousins. They were like friends, only it was almost more exciting. Then when the sun had set and it was dark again, all of the family went back to the sitting room. The candles on the tree were lit and the room was filled with happy Christmas light. Carol sheets were handed out to the grown-ups and some of the bigger cousins. And then... The singing began. Every year at Momo and Smalls, at the end of the day on Christmas Day, the whole family sing Christmas songs. As Kai stood back and listened and he watched their happy faces dancing in the candlelight, the melodies drifted in and out of tune, but Kai didn't mind. He loved seeing his family this way and he hoped that this is the way it would be forever. Kai drifted off to sleep easily that night. But in the middle of the night, he felt he could hear something. He wasn't sure if it was in his dreams or if it was on the wind. Life on the sea with the galley is the only life for me. Life on the sea with the galley is the best kind of life there can be. With the salt in our hair and the wind on our face, 
oceans are dreams we won't chase. Good life pharmacy with the galley girl. Is the army life for me? Life pharmacy with the galley girl. Is the best kind of life there can be. He woke up with a start and he started to think of Aralan. He started to think how he hadn't said goodbye to the people there, how he hadn't told them that he wouldn't be there for a long time. He started to think that maybe he should go there and tell them and speak with them. Maybe they'd understand. So quietly, he hopped out of his bed and he creeped through the halls. He went to the sitting room and there he saw the dark shape of the Christmas tree. Underneath the Christmas tree, there was still one present. He looked at it, and it said, To Kai. He wasn't sure if he should open it, it was just sat there on its own. Why hadn't he seen it earlier? Why had nobody seen it earlier? Just then, he heard the soft, slippered feet of Small coming into the room. Small, he said, I couldn't sleep. I was thinking of Aralan and how I must tell my friends there that I won't be there so often. But Small, he said, Small, why is there still a present under the tree and why has it my name on it? Come here, said Small. Bring it with you. I think now is a better time than any to open it. Kaya rubbed his eyes. He was still partly asleep. He sat up on the sofa next to Small and he undid the string and the brown paper that covered it. When he opened the paper, his heart leapt. Inside was the book, the big, dusty book. What does this mean, Small? said Kai. What does this mean? Well, said Small, I'm going to give you the book on a very long-term loan, he said. It's yours, Kai. It's yours until you forget to visit Aralan for a year and a day. When that moment comes... You must bring it back here, or you must find somebody just like yourself to take care of it. Kai leapt up and hugged Small around his neck. There were little tears of happiness in both Kai and Small's eyes. Thank you, Small, said Kai. Thank you so much. Well, my dear, said Small, you have an imagination that is so bright that I think that you can look after this book for a very long time. And I know you care about Aralan the way I do. Together, they flicked through the pages. But they didn't stare too carefully at them, for now was not the time to visit. Kai got back into bed, and he looked at the moon peeping through the window, and he smiled. He felt so happy that he didn't have to say goodbye to Aralan yet. The following morning, nobody was up too early. Everybody was tired from the day before. Boxing Day was a slow day. A nice, peaceful day of playing and leftovers. But by three o'clock in the afternoon, Kai was starting to feel a bit restless. He felt like he needed some fresh air, and he wanted to go to Aralan. Psst, he said to his cousin, Rowan. Rowan, do you want to see something? See what, said Rowan. I've got a book he said. A special book. Oh, me too, said Rowan. Look, this one's got all the different types of birds that you can find in the whole British Isles. Yes, said Kai, but 
this is a magic book. What do you mean a magic book, said Rowan? Does it teach you tricks? No, said Kai. I mean really magic. Come with me. Kai led Rowan upstairs and into the train room. Look, he said, this is my magic book. Rowan wasn't quite sure how to take what Kai was saying to him. Was this one of his wild games again, where they were going to do some imaginings? Kai opened the big book and showed the picture of the green lands. Rowan, he said, you see that castle? Yeah, said Rowan. Look at it. Stare at it. Imagine what it might be like if you were there. Okay, said Rowan. And he did just that. He looked and he stared and he stared and he looked. And then he felt that feeling, that flipping feeling in his tummy. Kai grabbed his hand and the two of them arrived at the Kinder Castle gates. What's happening? said Rowan. Am I dreaming? No, said Kai. You're in the book. I can't be in the book, said Rowan. No, you really can, said Kai. That's why it's a magic book. Where am I? Where are we? said Rowan. We're in Aralan, said Kai. Here, come, meet Kester. Who's Kester, said Rowan, who was a little bit overwhelmed by the whole experience. Kester's my friend, he said. They pushed through the kinder gates and they walked up the gravel path. There was lots of people working. Some were working on the gardens and some were fetching food for the animals. There was a real flurry of activity. Rowan couldn't help notice that these people were, well, all about his height, even the grown-ups. They seemed friendly and a lot of them seemed to know Kai. Good morning, Kai said as he met people. This is my cousin Rowan. It's his first time in Aralan. These people seemed to smile and some of them would tilt their hats or come up and shake his hand. Kai walked into the castle. He seemed as though he was very at home there. Gesta! he shouted. Gesta! Excuse me, said Kai to one of the other kinder. Do you know where Kester is? Oh, yes, they said. Kester's probably in the bedroom. I think he was making the beds. So Kai led Rowan up the stairs into one of the kinder dorms and there he could hear Kester whistling. <whistles> Kester, he shouted again. Hello, said Kester. Is that Kai? Kai, it's been ages since you've been to visit. I know, said Kai as he walked in the room. Here, meet my cousin Rowan. Hello, Rowan, said Kester and he shook Rowan's hand. Rowan was still wide-eyed and a bit surprised. So why haven't you been here for so long? said Kester. Well, said Kai, it's a bit of a long story. Well, said Kester, you know what long stories need. They need a tea break. Let's go down into the kitchen and have some kinder biscuits and a cup of aircon coffee. So they went downstairs and into the kitchen. And they sat at the kitchen table. You see, the thing is, said Kai, I had to give the book back to my small. It wasn't mine to keep. And that's how I come here, through the book. Kester had never fully understood the whole book thing, so he smiled and nodded and looked as though he understood a bit. All right, he said. But then, last night when I woke up in the night, on Christmas night, there was a present for me under the tree. And Small said that I can now look after the book for a very long time. 
Well, I'm glad to hear that, said Kester. We were starting to worry. None of you lot have been round here for a while. We've missed you. I know, said Guy, it was my fault. I couldn't bear to come here and tell you that I wouldn't be coming very often. It hurt me too much to say it. Well, thank goodness that's not the case then, isn't it? said Kester. Now, we best show your cousin Rowan around. So, Kester and Kai showed Rowan everything. They even took him up to the Rainbow Hall and showed him the prism. You'd think, for Rowan, that the crystal prism would be the most amazing thing of all. But the thing that really took his attention was the parrot. Outside, flying past and perching on the trees outside the castle gates, were those colourful parrots. They had red and orange and green, blue and purple feathers, and their beaks were gold and their feet were gold. He couldn't take his eyes off of them. What kind of parrots are these? said Rowan. All these, said Kester. They're rainbow parrots. We've got them everywhere. Do you know, they like to poo on my roof and it drives me mad. They've got a whole jungle, but no, they like my nice clean roof. And I'm telling you, it's not easy to clean that roof, you know. Rowan and Kai giggled. They couldn't stay very long for it was getting late, but Kai showed Rowan all around. He showed him everything. And then he held onto Rowan's hand and said, it's time to go home. But how do we get home, said Rowan. That's easy, said Kai. Hold my hands and think of Momo and Smalls. They held hands and they thought of Momo and Smalls. And in no time at all, they were back in the train room. Wow, said Rowan. Wow, wow, wow. Was that real? Of course it was real, said Kai. It's a magic book, and if you like, while I'm still here, you can come with me. Please, said Rowan, I want to come every day. Smaller said that I can look after the book, said Guy, so I'll be taking it back to Gloucestershire with me. But every time I come here, I will bring it and we will go to Araland together.